Reverend Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Alrighty. Well, last week we looked at an overview of this beginning section in Luke chapter 10. Uh, And so now we're going to break down this into uh, some smaller bite-sized chunks for the next several weeks. So today we'll be reading out of Luke 10, 7 through 9, and it says, And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. So when we look at this, it is really interesting here that Jesus gives instruction to these missionaries to not go from house to house, but to remain in the same house where they are provided for and to receive what is provided for them to eat and to drink. But this gives us a further insight too that a laborer deserves his wages. So why is this interesting? Well, for several reasons, actually. Um, but before we dive into those specific reasons, it is important to note here that reaping physical wages for sowing spiritual labors is a biblical concept. This concept in its basic principle of a laborer deserving wages goes all the way back to the Old Testament in the law, where it says in Deuteronomy 25, 4, you shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. Paul very clearly also laid this out, that it's not for the ox's sake that this was included in the law, but to point to the fact that God designed that those who minister spiritually would be provided for physically. And he laid this out in um, when he wrote to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, starting in verse 4. It says, Do we not have the right to eat and drink? Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife, as do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? And then he goes even further in this explanation that this was God's design. In um, a few verses later, he explains this when he said in uh, verses 13 and 14 of that same chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple? And those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings. In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. And then even further in one of the letters that, you know, we generally consider to be this like a guidance type for those who are serving in ministry and how the church should conduct itself um, in 1 Timothy uh, let's see, chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, we are told to let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. 
For the scripture says, You shall not, mu- shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. So Paul actually, you know, he um, quoted the law in Deuteronomy, but then he also quoted Jesus here when Jesus had said that the laborer deserves his wages. And this, this principle is biblical, and so it shouldn't cause us to look at missionaries or pastors, teachers, as if they're reaping something that they shouldn't by having their needs provided by God through the people that they were entrusted to shepherd and equip. So with that biblical principle in mind, let's look at several reasons of why this is so interesting. In our human minds, we may think that staying in multiple places would be a lighter burden on those people that are hosting. But Jesus told them to remain at the same house and not to go from house to house. If they had gone from house to house, they would only be there for a short time, uh, making, yes, the hospitality less of a burden, but they would also be spending less time at each house, which means also the quality of the relationship that they could build and minister in would be less. And also, the less of a burden on those hosting would inevitably mean more of a burden on the missionaries themselves, because then they would be needing to go from house to house and find provision. But they deserve their wages, of which housing is included. And next, we see eating and drinking. Um, God, or Jesus, same, same, Jesus is God. Um, but Jesus told them, to eat and drink what was provided. And that would seem to us kind of like a no-brainer right now, right? Like if you go and you stay at someone's house, like, yes, of course you're going to eat and drink what they provide. But back then, when dietary restrictions of the law and the traditions that the Pharisees held so dear, um, many would scrutinize the food that they were served. But Jesus tells them not to do this but to simply be thankful for the provision and to eat and drink what was provided to them. Now, Matthew Henry, um, in his commentary on this section in Luke 10, he was quoted saying this, Christ here refers to the traditions of the elders about their meat, which were so many that those who observed them were extremely critical. You could barely set a dish of meat before them. But there were some scruple or other concerning it. But Christ would not have them to regard those things, but to eat what was given them, asking no question for conscience sake. And then as we move on to another point, although we looked, you know, already at the labor deserving their wages from the outside perspective, Jesus said this to the laborers themselves. And, you know, there can be a tendency from a laborer's perspective to feel like they should be giving everything and expecting nothing in return. And, you know, in part, this is true as far as like that sharing the gospel should not be the means by which people are seeking to gain, right? Salvation is free and it's freely shared without a motive for financial gain. Otherwise, they're just simply a hired hand. However, the fact that a laborer deserves their wages goes beyond sharing the gospel for free. Laborers spend a lot of time day in and day out ministering spiritually. um, And this means that there is not very much time left in that day available 
in which they could work a job and earn wages to live. And if they can't labor in a typical job for a paycheck since they're so busy ministering spiritually, then the work that they do labor in needs to provide their means to survive, which is exactly what Paul had mentioned in 1 Corinthians 9. The hard part then would seem to be getting the laborer not only to understand that concept, but to not feel guilty for receiving the Lord's provision through the work that they're doing. I mean, the Lord can provide in any number of ways, right? Um, And by the hand of others, if he chooses to provide by the hand of others, it should be no less received and with no less gratitude. And the laborer was not easy work that Jesus was sending these 72 missionaries out to do. They were to be busy healing and preaching the kingdom of God day in and day out, and sometimes facing opposition, you know, from those people who did not receive them. Now, it is important to see too that an overarching aspect of all of this comes back to trusting God. I mean, God is the one who provides all things. And these laborers were going out, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and they had to trust that God was going to provide for their needs. But the trust also comes in on the part of those whom are being ministered to as well. When we give our tithes and our offerings, we're not giving to church leaders, we're giving it to God. We are entrusting that he's going to take it and he's going to use what we've given to him however he wills. And part of which is used for providing for church leaders who labor over you as shepherds and teachers. And yes, there there are instances, unfortunately, in which, you know, money that is given um, to certain churches doesn't get used well. But that has nothing to do with us, really. Our faithfulness and our desire to fill God's storehouse should be based on our relationship with God, in which we are giving with a cheerful heart, not based on our own outward examination of how other servants of God are being stewards. If you're being spiritually sown into, there really should be no problem physically providing means for the laborers to reap a living. So really, whether you labor in ministry full-time or not, there is application for you in this section. Ultimately, everyone should be trusting God, be thankful for His provision, and actually receive His provision as you labor in the mission that He's called you to. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's crystal with a K.